0: Hey guys, it's Gary vay Nurchuk, and this is the Gary V Audio Experience.
1: Now today we're going to be discussing the three pillars of success uh, with a very special guest, someone that I've worked with before at a couple of our our events. Uh, He's really changed the game in so many of different industries. I won't try and introduce you (laughs) yourself, but uh, Gary, welcome to the show.
0: Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here.
1: So Gary, uh, you've got a really interesting background, I think obviously moving into the US, uh, the baseball cards, the wine library, perhaps for some of the people that aren't familiar with yourself, can you give an intro? You know it's
0: fun, right now I'm very much known as a marketing guy, a social media guy, but the truth is at the end of the day, and why I really wanted to do this today, is I'm a sales guy, right? I mean, from the age of five with lemonade, and I mean five lemonade stand franchise, really doing sales, to the core of my adolescence, which was be a poor student but sell pencils and erasers and bubble gum and then ultimately Uh, because I'm a 41-year-old male and baseball cards were a huge phenomenon in America, Um, I was selling baseball cards at 12, 13, 14, 15, and making thousands of dollars a weekend selling baseball cards, but it was sales, it was sales. And then my dad saved all his money as a Russian immigrant, you mentioned I wasn't born in the US, and bought a small liquor store in Springfield, New Jersey, and my late teens, early 20s were about hand selling wine. You mm. know, you come in for Santa Margarita Pinot Grigio and I'm gonna try to sell you the Pinot Grigio we make more money on that we think is better. So uh, that has been the constant. I actually think branding and marketing is sales. It's just top of the funnel work. Uh, we were just talking about that before camera. like The book, the, the new TV show I'm doing. It's all sales at the end of the day. And mm. so I'm an entrepreneur for everybody who's watching. Uh, Built a very large e-commerce wine business in the late 90s, uh, early 2000s, called winelibrary.com. And then uh, saw the world changing, was using email marketing, Google AdWords, banner retargeting, and then ultimately YouTube as sales and marketing funnels for my wine store. Mm. YouTube sells for $2 billion, 1.7, to Google. I think this is a big change in the world of the internet. I decide that my skill of understanding consumers can make me more money in my quest to buy the New York Jets, which is my ultimate business ambition. And I decided to become an investor. Uh, My first three investments were Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr. Uh, I did very well. And and then I decided seven years ago to take a step back and build a sales and marketing machine. Mm -hmm. uh, And that became VaynerMedia, which I started with my brother AJ seven and a half years ago, almost eight years ago. Uh, And over the last six years we've grown from uh, 30 to 700 employees uh, to a uh, to $130 million agency, full service, media buying, creative, um, uh, production, planning, all that work, and uh, and in January of this year I created a holding company called VaynerX with my acquisition of PureWell, a female uh, uh, modern media company, and so now we have a publishing arm and, and the agency, and at the end of the day, all of it, one way or the other, gets into the sales world?
1: Right. And, and so clearly the investments you've made in those different companies, uh, what you're doing with VaynerMedia, disrupting the whole media industry. Uh, in general, the whole sales world and buying world has been completely disrupted. Number one, from a technology point of view, there's clearly so many uh, technologies out there. Uh, but then also, number two, uh, around the actual mindset of that buyer and of the salesperson. People don't want to be sold to. Uh, I've always found it really interesting, you create all this content, you put it out there for free. Uh, and a lot of people kind of question that. They go, well, why would you do that for free? But I, I'm a strong believer, you n- need to give these insights out for free and ultimately build that connection. Uh, so for any sales professionals watching, where would you advise that they start in terms of creating their own content or sharing their content, uh, adding their own context as well?
0: Before I go directly into the tactics of, should you make a video? Uh, should you do a written blog post or should you do a podcast? I think the bigger thing is, and I think you you get this as well, is you have to reverse engineer who you're trying to get to. You know, if you're a salesperson out there right now, if you're trying to get to me, and so many of you are, I get 50, 70 bulk emails, bulk direct messages, bulk Twitter direct messages, Instagram, uh, business cards, all sorts of weird stuff sent in the mail, I'm busy. Right. I'm busy, and like, I'm just not interested in you selling to me, not because I don't like you, because I respect the game, it's because I'm just busy, mm-hmm. it's nothing personal. So I think the first thing you have to do is reverse engineer the person. You know, because I'm not in the market to buy anything, I'm gonna be tougher. But if I need certain software, if I need something, that's a good time to attack. Right. So I think the number one rule of salespeople is to listen. Know your audience know what they did, if you see an M&A just happen, if you see layoffs just happening, if you see one of their, if I see Burger King doing something, I'm thinking what does McDonald's think of this? Um, So that's number one. Number two, where are they spending time? I'm easy to sell to if you realize that I'm spending time on social networks, but I'm not gonna want you to spam me in my direct message with a link and no context. You should be producing content for me to see it in my feed. I think to answer a question directly, Everybody as a salesperson has to figure out how do they best communicate. Is it written word? Is it audio? Is it video? Is it in person? And how do you use the digital world in audio written or video form to create the gateway drug to in person? One thing that people are very confused by me is I don't even do phone calls, sales calls. Mm -hmm. I need to see you face to face. I'm supposed to be this digital guy and I need to see you. I use digital and I use all my content on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, LinkedIn, Medium, as gateway drugs to this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think anybody who's a salesperson, whether, entre- if you're an entrepreneur or startup and you're not producing content at scale, podcast, video blog, uh, uh, blog posts, uh, random Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube clips, then you're losing. Mm-hmm. That, that is unacceptable in 2016. That is losing DNA. If you're not producing content for social networks, Uh, and the mobile device and the platforms on it, you basically don't exist.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes a lot of people may try a new initiative and then they don't get an immediate reaction and they think it's a failure. That's right. I want to go back to your YouTube videos with the Wine Library. You know, you had so much content out there. How did you stick in there? How did you keep yourself motivated?
0: Because I believe in my strategies Mm -hmm. and I'm patient as shit. Like, all great stuff, especially when you're innovating, doesn't happen right away. Mm This notion that like, oh Gary, I tried it, I spent 500 bucks on Facebook ads, it doesn't work. Well, what if your video sucked? What if your product and service sucks? I, I tend to do things that are very early. That has been my career. Mm-hmm. I, when I do things, I believe in them. Uh, I stick with them based on intuition. Even though for 18 months, nobody watched my wine videos at all, I knew it was right, I was right. There's been things I've done that I've jumped off of very quickly. Mm-hmm. I started a Gary V app, uh, VChat V-E-E, like WeChat, I thought it was funny. For my fans, great CRM one-on-one. Didn't feel right after a week or two. Spent plenty of money building it. Knew, stopped it after, you know, a couple months. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wine Library TV, five years, every day, YouTube. Decided to change it to Daily Grape, Insular app. You could buy stuff, subscription for reviews. It was a lot of fun. Only did it for five months, stopped it, because it didn't feel right anymore. Okay. Um, It's always hard to know when to jump off something new, Um, but I find that people don't believe in what they're doing. They hear a guru, (laughs) and they do it begrudgingly because their boss wants them to, or they're like, well, Gary's right a lot, so let me do it, but they don't believe it. And so then they jump, they're looking for no's instead of yeses. Everything I do, every business development, every event I do, every time I try a new marketing tactic or sales tactic, I'm looking for the yes. Right. I'm looking for the yes, and if the no punches me, well then I'm like, crap, the no punched me. I believe the majority of people when they try new tactics are looking for the no, mm-hmm. and you're gonna get a lot of subtle no's immediately. Right. And so I think that's why that happens.
1: And you mentioned a guru there. I know you uh, uh, met up with Tony Robbins uh, yes. <laughs> the other day, and he obviously I did that great Netflix documentary, I Am Not yes. Your Guru. Yes. Uh, other than the fact that he cursed, and so yes. you were <laughs> extremely grateful for that. Uh, it, was, it was really interesting just hearing the dialogue between the two of you because, again, to your point, people look at these gurus or thought leaders and then maybe try something and then just go, oh, it doesn't work, and then blame you for it.
0: Yeah, I mean, honestly, like I don't even, I, the good news for me is I'm not selling my audience anything, so I have very, uh, very good vibes with my community because when you're not selling them anything, it's really easy, you don't get really blamed. Mm-hmm. They may have a judgment call on your stuff doesn't work, and that's fine. I think that a lot of people that are watching this right now don't have the talent to achieve what they want to achieve. Mm-hmm. You remember any people I've met that wanted to be great salespeople? And I can, you know, if you're a salesperson, you can smell other salespeople. You know, it's like right. dogs sniffing each other. It's not super confusing to me, and I'm like, you're not gonna be a salesman, or shit, you're gonna be a great salesman. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, uh, yeah, I mean, being a thought leader, or having a personal brand, or doing the self-promotion, or this and that, it's part of my world, but it's really something I spend very little time thinking about. I'm an operator. The Gary Vee thing is my side hustle. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm running a very large organization and company, um, and uh, I'm very empathetic, and I try to be very frank with my audience. I have a piece of content that's really on the verge of huge virality where I spoke to a 22-year-old on my Ask Gary Vee show the other day for like 20 minutes, really dug in with her. She was really great, and it was very real. And the reality is, is that a stunning amount of people behind that camera right now are not gonna be successful in sales because they're not willing to work hard enough.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They love the automation. They love your product. Right. You guys do great, with it. Like they love all these tools. The problem is, if you have the greatest hammer and the greatest screwdriver and the greatest wrench, the greatest, in front of you, mm-hmm. if you don't use them properly, you will lose. Right. If there's a nail that I have to put in that ground but I take the wrench and I hit it when the hammer was right there, it still comes down to the practitioner. Mm-hmm. And you have to be good at your craft, and you have to love your, if you don't love sales, if you don't love it, you have no chance. Because it's so hard, it's so painful, there's so much rejection. Right. Um, so those are the things I think about.
1: So. Technology is clearly enabler, as you've just said there, though, yes. the, the person is equally important. Uh, and, More important. Right, and going More back important. to like, like,
0: the, I, like, like. I just apologize for jumping yeah. in, but let me make it perfectly straight. If I go play Roger Federer right now in tennis, right. and I have the greatest tennis racket ever made, like from taken from the Mars' new like <laughs> resources, right. and he took a John McEnroe 1974 tennis racket, he would whip my ass. <laughs> like. I'm crushing salespeople that have every sales force, every one of your competitors, 37 features, upgraded, went to every pro conference, watching this. I will beat their ass in sales every day of the week. Right. Pure talent.
1: Right. Uh, so Gary, look, we're nearly up on time. Uh, we'd love any closing thoughts from you for sales professionals, whether at a startup, at an enterprise, what should they go out and do today, tomorrow?
0: I look at sales very differently than the far majority. I mm. think way too many salespeople are, patient, are impatient. I think way too many salespeople are transactional. I think way too many salespeople are lowest common denominator. Spam, blast LinkedIn, um, email bulk, business card, business card, business card. So I think I've got a different tactic on sales, Mm -hmm. but don't get it twisted, it's what I am. If you're not happy with your upside, if you're not fully fulfilled, I think a lot of what you heard from me today, I'm doing things reverse of you. I think a lot of you are doing things that are directly in front of you. Numbers that they put in front of you, you're trying to achieve that because you have a beach house you wanna buy or go on that vacation. Sales is a funny game if you work in a big company. They, they manipulate numbers to create your actions. I believe that the best salespeople are doing things in a different way. I think you need to care about the customer for real, reverse engineer them and give them what they need. And so. I have a funny feeling that for 87.9% arbitrary number, that 87.9% of the people watching right now, I'm a better salesperson than you because I'm the anti-salesperson and I think that's the best salesperson. Think about that. Think about how you give yourself air cover to not do behavior that is short-term. Please understand that the world has changed and the attention of the person you're trying to get to is moving into different places and, uh, and, and this big one. Stop complaining. Salespeople aren't allowed to complain. The market is the market. Your bosses are your bosses. A great salesperson shuts their mouth and she goes to work every day and tries to bring value to the end user and is patient and over time wins the marathon of sales. Put yourself in that position. Podcast listeners, I really appreciate you giving me your ear. I respect it. I appreciate it. You want to one-star this shit? Cool. But if you want to five-star it? Even better.